section thirty five of the united states this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world story volume thirteen the united states edited by eva march tappan section thirty five what caused the second war with england eighteen twelve by agnes c blount england was hard pressed in a life-and-death struggle with napoleon to recruit both army and navy conscription was rigidly and ruthlessly enforced yet more england claimed the right to impress british-born subjects in foreign ports to seize deserters in either foreign ports or on foreign ships and most obnoxious of all to search neutral vessels on the ocean highway for deserters from the british flag it was an era of great brutality in military discipline desertions were frequent also thousands of immigrants were flocking to the new nation of the united states and taking out naturalization papers england ignored these naturalization papers when taken out by deserters let us see how the thing worked out a passenger vessel is coming up new york harbor an english frigate with cannon pointed swings across the course signals the american vessel on american waters to slow up sends a young lieutenant with some marines across to the american vessel searches her from stem to stern or compels the american captain to read the roster of the crew forcibly seizes half a dozen of the american crew as british deserters and departs leaving the americans gasping with wonder whether they are a free nation or a tale to the kite of english designs it need not be explained that the offence was often aggravated by the swaggering insolence of the young officers they considered the fury of the unprepared american crew a prime joke in vain the government at washington complained to the government at westminster england pigeonholed the complaint and went serenely on her way searching american vessels from canada to brazil or an english vessel has come to hampton roads to wood and water an english officer thinks he recognizes among the american crews men who have deserted from english vessels three men defy arrest and show their naturalization papers high words follow broken heads and broken canes and the english crew are glad to escape the mob by rowing out to their own vessel is it surprising that the ill-feeling on both sides accumulated till there lacked only the match to cause an explosion the explosion came in eighteen o seven h m s leopard cruising off norfolk in june encounters the united states ship chesapeake at three p m the english ship edges down on the american loaded to the water-line with lumber and signals a messenger will be sent across the young english lieutenant going aboard the chesapeake shows written orders from admiral barclay of halifax commanding a search of the chesapeake for six deserters 
he is very courteous and pleasant about the disagreeable business the orders are explicit he must obey his admiral the american commander is equally courteous he regrets that he must refuse to obey an english admiral's orders but his own government has given most explicit orders that american vessels must not be searched the young englishman returns with serious face the ships were within pistol shot of each other the men on the english decks all at their guns the americans off guard lounging on the lumber piles quick as a flash a cannon shot rips across the chesapeake's bows followed by a broadside and another and yet another that riddle the american decks to kindling wood before the astonished officers can collect their senses six seamen are dead and twenty-three wounded when the chesapeake strikes her colors to surrender but the leopard does not want a captive she sends her lieutenant back who musters the four hundred american seamen picks out four men as british deserters learns that another deserter has been killed and a sixth has jumped overboard rather than be retaken takes his prisoners back to the leopard which proceeds to halifax where they are tried by court-martial and shot it isn't exactly surprising that the episode literally set the united states on fire with rage and that the american president at once ordered all american ports closed to british war vessels the quarrel dragged on between the two governments for five years england saw at once that she had gone too far and violated international law she repudiated admiral barclay's order offered to apologize and pension the heirs of the victims but as she would not repudiate either the right of impressment or the right of search the american government refused to receive the apology other causes fanned the flame of war the united states was now almost the only nation neutral in napoleon's wars to cripple english commerce napoleon forbids neutral nations trading at english ports by way of retaliation england forbids neutral nations trading with french ports and the united states strikes back by closing american ports to both nations it means blue ruin to american trade but the united states cannot permit herself to be ground between the upper and nether millstones of two hostile european powers then sharp as a gamester playing his trump card napoleon revokes his embargo in eighteen ten which leaves england the offender against the united states then governor craig of canada commits an error that must have delighted the heart of napoleon who always profited by his enemy's blunders well-meaning but fatally ill and easily alarmed craig sends one john henry from montreal in eighteen o nine as spy to the united states for the double purpose of sounding public opinion on the subject of war and of putting any federalists in favor of withdrawing from the union in touch with british authorities craig goes home to england to die henry fails to collect reward for his ignoble services turns traitor and sells the entire correspondence to the war party in the united states for ten thousand dollars that spy business adds fuel to fire then there are other quarrels a deserter from the american army is found teaching school near cornwall in canada he is driven out of the little backwood schoolhouse pricked across the field with bayonets out of the children's view and shot on canadian soil by american soldiers an outrage almost the same in spirit as the british crew's outrage on the chesapeake also in spite of apologies the warships clash again 
the english sloop little belt is cruising off cape henry in may of eighteen eleven looking for a french privateer when a sail appears over the sea the little belt pursues till she sights the commodore's blue flag of the united states frigate president then she turns about but by this time the president has turned the tables on the little sloop and is pursuing to find out what the former's conduct meant darkness settles over the two ships beating about the wind what sloop is that shouts an officer through a speaking trumpet from the american decks what ship is that bawls back a voice through the darkness from the little englander then before any one can tell who fired first in fact each accuses the other of firing first the cannon are pouring hot shot into each other's hulls till thirty men have fallen on the decks to the little belt apologies follow of course and explanations but that does not remedy the ill in fact when nations and people want to quarrel they can always find a cause war is declared in june of eighteen twelve by congress End of section thirty five